0: It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together.
1: Good morning sports fans, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team been an exciting couple of weeks, Micah. I know last week you had Lorenzo Hunt live and in studio, and that was a great interview. This week, we were going to have Hondro, the rapping sensation from Albuquerque, New Mexico, whose hit remix, Donuts, is on the charts. We're going to reschedule him. Like a construction site. I'm working on it. Also... Talk to my good friend Terrence Mathis. Congratulations on getting into the College Football Hall of Fame. Ooh. Gonna get Terrence Mathis in here. The former New York Jet, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, the former Atlanta Falcons.
0: There you go to the one where I remember him tearing it up, where I remember playing him on Madden. Correct. And Pro Bowler.
1: So he's he's gonna be coming on the show soon. And today, Micah, we are action packed. Now we had the bare knuckles and Bryce Hall. John Dotson, congratulations. Shout out John Dotson, the magician, the new BKFC champion.
0: Historical. First ever. First ever flyweight champion of BKFC. First New Mexican to be a champion of BKFC. John Dotson, after what he's been through in the UFC, how he was counted out, a world champion now. And huge expectations for where he wants to go in the future. Is it multiple divisions? Is it taking on every challenger? He wants to go back to Japan and also strap a Ryzen belt. He said he wants to have, like, armor. He wants to wear them, like, across his chest, both of them all together, so he can look like a superhero.
1: Congratulations, John Dotson, BKFC champion. Now, Micah, it's Factor Fiction. It's been a few weeks. Next week, I'll be in Atlanta then I have to shoot over to Maryland,
0: um, and then I'll be back, Michael. But let's get after it. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction. John Dodson is the fastest man in BKFC. In BKFC fact. Is he the fastest man on the planet? I don't think the planet. You know, Michael Johnson, we probably got some sprinters that are going to get out there. but Usain I Bolt. I don't think there's anybody from MMA... Over to BKFC that I'm really going to say has more hand speed than that man. You put him there in that arena where he doesn't have to worry about the takedowns and it's all one gear and that just makes him an elite level sniper compared to an MMA where he's just great. BKFC, he is astoundingly good. It was one-sided that level of destruction. Do you see, fact or fiction, John Dotson can get a second title belt in BKFC? Absolutely. I can see him being the champ champ. You had the champ champ in last week, Lorenzo Hunt. We've had the champ champ. Heck, shout out to the other champ champ, Luis Palomino. BKFC has done it before, and I think John Dotson could add to that collection and become the next one. Fact or fiction, Anthony Joshua's knockout was not as impressive as Deontay Wilder's. Well, of the same man.
1: N- well, that's that's a fact.
0: But here's the thing, Micah. There's word on
1: the streets now that Usyk and Tyson Fury might get made. Like, all the big fights are getting made. And yeah. I want to see Fury and Usyk. Now, did Anthony Joshua knock out more with more power or less devastating than Deontay Wilder? No.
0: I'm just saying it came in the seventh. Deontay did it in one. Everybody's breaking the internet. I'm more impressed with Deontay because he did it quicker and more emphatically, in my opinion.
1: Well, and the key now, what's next for Anthony Joshua? What's next for Deontay Wilder? I don't know. That's the thing. I want to see Usyk, Tyson Fury. Fury and is going to happen, it looks like.
0: Well, do you think Wilder, Joshua could happen? I think that would be a good fight. That's one we haven't seen. I I think there's an avenue to make that one. And then that guy is right back in the mix with their name being as big as, hey, we could fill up a stadium for the winner of Usyk versus Fury. Maybe Wilder gets Usyk either way because he's already been down that Fury path. But I think it all makes the heavyweight division more interesting right now. And Usyk will give Tyson Fury fits. Just so you know, I still like Tyson Fury in that fight, but Usyk will give him fits. Factor fiction. Not even having Mike Tyson in his camp can help Nganu prepare for Tyson Fury.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Mike,
0: he could have Mike Tyson. He could have Floyd.
1: He could have Roberto Duran and Chavez Senior. He's not. It's not going to help.
0: They I can. Make I can
1: see why he brought in Tyson. Right? You sharpen those punches. He already has power. Now sharpen them and just throw
0: as many as you can, and hopefully you catch them. But you ain't catching Tyson fear. It's 6'4 to 6'9. Maybe you bring in Tyson because you know you're actually going to be the smaller man. You need to get inside. You need to learn some tricks of the trade. There's just too much time. Emmanuel Navarrete put on the performance of his career against Oscar Valdez.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Unanimous decision. And
0: Oscar Valdez, the former two-time champion,
1: Jason Sanchez from here fought him. Yeah, that was incredible work by Navarrete.
0: That fight lived up to expectations. That one will go into the lore with the other great Mexican standoffs we've seen in the squared circle.
1: Well, I, I don't, I won't, I'm not going to take it as far as Barrera Morales. I'm not going to take it as far as um, you know those type of fights. But it was a good fight for sure. Navarrete would will give Stevenson problems. It'd be a great fight. It'd be a great fight. But I, I, I think Shakur's still
0: premier. Where does Shakur go? All right, you're 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 playing the crystal ball reader real quick. Step away from Factor fiction for one second, guys. You're not the manager, so you're not guiding the career. You're, you're telling us what you think's going to happen. Stevenson is throwing out Lomachenko. The WBC is throwing that out. They just were there for the Navarrete fight. What path do you see Stevenson taking? Where do we see him in the ring next? I, I'd want to go for it all immediately.
1: So, I mean, if you're going to line them up, Micah, I would take the Lomachenko fight because there's a lot of money there. Then I'd go to Australia and fight cambusas because there's a lot of money there. See, I would play, if I'm if I'm going to be the guy, where am I going to make the most money? And then do the super fight, right? And and think of this, Micah. Shakur, by this time, what, what's Shakur Wayne? 40? 35?
0: Fighting between 30 and 35 right now.
1: Yeah, so the super fight would be
0: Gervonta course. The superfights, Gervonta, but that's across the spectrum. And I actually think he's up to 30. Wasn't his previous ones at 26 and now he just came up to 30? I think that's why we're talking about Navarrete also at 30. Would you jump up to 35 for Lomachenko to try to get at Haney's belts? Yeah, I wouldn't go to 35 just yet. So we're talking maybe Navarrete make that one big move at 30. That's going to Does that ESPN pay-per-view? We've been seeing them both a lot of top-ranked. Does that take them into the pay-per-view spectrum? Uh,
1: not yet. Not for Navarrete. Not yet.
0: Not for Navarrete. Well, what about did Richard Torres enter that spectrum where he might be the most talented American heavyweight prospect? Well, he he's talented for sure. For sure, talented. For sure, talented. So that's Got a, a great fact.
1: pedigree. Olympian. That's a, that's a fact. Now, um, the pressure of the heavyweight division, like, out of all divisions, they're all pressure. Every single one of them. But when you're the heavyweight champion of the world, it just—doesn't it sound different? It sounds
0: different. Like, we all grow up of it. No one says, I want to be the, the cruiserweight champion of the world. You're always thinking— Rocky was the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't care what size they are in the movies. They're the heavyweight champion of the world. And I'm going to guess then Rocky was probably a cruiserweight. Maybe even a heavyweight. When
1: he fought Apollo Creed, I don't know Rocky's weight off the top of my head,
0: but Apollo Creed looked gigantic in that movie. Well, we know Drago was definitely a heavyweight. (laughs) Keep going, Micah. What do you think, though, of Richard Torres? Do you think we got enough to start the ooing and the awing from these finishes that he's putting out there?
1: Yeah, of course, you have. he's given you enough to start the conversation. He's given you enough. The talent is there. He's given you enough now to start a conversation. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Because wh- I think what you're telling me is, is he at that level that he's going to get there in a year with the names
0: of, of who we mentioned prior? He's chasing Big Baby, and I'm wondering, can he get to that kind of name recognition? They're not going to have them fight each other yet. We've got to get them further, but. Yeah, and he's I'm going to guess three fights away, Michael. Okay. Now, three fights away. This guy actually coming off the biggest win of his career. It was surprising how dominating Vicente Luque was over Rafael dos Anjos. Very surprised. When RDA is not able to get his takedowns, when he gets his takedowns and he can't hold the position, when he's crumbling from the power shots, when he's unable to fire back his own offense. Yeah, that Micah, that was
1: that's a fact. That I I would have never expected Dos
0: Años to see him that way. I, I thought the fight was gonna be a lot closer. Big ups Vicente Luque. That Huge. was a great performance. He earns a big fight coming off of that one. Amanda Soriano. It's the right move for her to give MMA a try. Why not? I'm a, I I why not?
1: I mean, here's the thing, Micah. Wherever you can make money, go do it. Right? Like this, Jake Paul. Let me use Jake Paul for an example. Jake Paul knocks out the basketball player Nate Robinson. Right? And everybody's like, Did you see it? Did you see it? Because it was devastating. And then as we spoke about I think Jake Paul realizes there might be one more fight of boxing. So he's already switched gears to the PFL. Because now we're going to watch again, Micah, when he steps into a cage. And then what will be next? Probably bare knuckles. That's my guess. Because we've seen now what he can do in a boxing
0: ring. We don't want to see it no more. Do you think... I think that Amanda Soriano is following suit and toe. She was the co-main event for Jake Paul, and they've already seen the numbers that she does as the main event. If she doesn't have Taylor standing across from her, or a, a bum or a mare, if you don't have that name recognition, there's no reason to stay in women's boxing because the payday that, that Paul probably negotiated with the PFL is going to be just as lucrative as continuing. And let's not forget... Amanda does have a MMA record. She was fighting for Icon Fighting Federation that Jorge Masvidal purchased right before she became a member of MVP promotions. And here's the thing. Amanda Serrano
1: cannot get a fight with Taylor, cannot get a fight with Clarissa Shields. The weight divisions are just too enormous to jump up. So, yes, if she, it's a smart
0: move to follow Paul to the PFL. Algermaine Sterling can become the greatest Bantamweight of all time if he beats Sean O'Malley. He plans to move to 145, but does he become the GOAT of 35 if he's able to take down his rainbow-haired nemesis? That's a strong, strong term, Mike. The greatest of all time. At 135. We're not talking about the whole MMA. I'm looking at his weight class. I, I think already for the term UFC, he has that one locked up. But I'm going to throw out the word MMA. Do you see Aljo as the best band and weight we've ever watched in MMA? He's
1: great, for sure.
0: Been on the show. Shout out
1: Al Jermaine Sterling. Could be, Micah. I mean, at 135
0: pounds, where do you put... Who do you put second? If he's one, who's two? Well, see, my thing is I think he's two because I think Cruz is one. I'm not a dominant Cruz fanboy, but eight consecutive world title victories between the WEC and the UFC. See, here's the thing. For all of you uh, people new to the game, the UFC didn't always have 135 pounds. But their parent company, Zufa, owned a little company with a blue mat called WEC that did have the lower weight classes. And when they merged, and for a couple years before that, 135 was dominated by a guy you hear on commentary, Dominic Cruz. Eight consecutive world title wins. Aljo with this one will be at six. Greatest UFC bantamweight. But I think Cruz is still the greatest bantamweight we've ever seen. That's a good
1: argument. It's going to be tough though, Micah, because O'Malley. Everybody thinking Sterling's going to have an easy time. O'Malley's five foot eleven, Micah.
0: He's a big guy for hundred and thirty-five pounds. Five foot eleven versus five foot nine. What I feel is interesting, and you even saw it when they faced up in the cage after Aljo's last defense. Aljo's bigger and thicker in a more broader sense. I think he has more muscle density. I think that that 135 pounds is elongated through that frame. And it's interesting. With all that length, it's only a one-inch reach advantage. O'Malley, definitely an advantage on the feet. But it feels like Aljo is such a specialist and has carved out his tools in such a way that he is so lethal, getting to his position, getting to the back, and being relentless once he is on that position. That's why you feel like for 25 minutes tonight, Sean O'Malley has to be perfect. He has to keep his distance. He has to keep his hips. He has to keep his legs away and his knees and bring them back as quickly as he can. And that's why most of us feel it's just one takedown away from Al Sterling being able to show why he is so great at what he does. What about Cejudo? Do you, you you don't count Cejudo in your all-time great? Oh, you got to have him in the top five of 135, but there wasn't enough longevity. You jump up, you win the title. It was great. You took the retirement. He was this close. You beat Aljo, and you probably surpass him because of the triple G, triple C status that, or quadruple C status you would have at that point. But I see him as top four, probably top five all time. Okay, I'll go with that, Mike. I mean, we got to give respect to Miguel Angel Torres. Something else ahead of his time when he was in his prime. If you don't know who I'm talking about and you have UFC Fight Pass, do yourself a favor today and enjoy some I, fights before the great action agree. tonight.
1: I agree with that. Torres is up there, too.
0: But that's a good argument. Let's continue. Now, actually, one more on the fights: Would it be a bigger upset if Sean O'Malley dethrones Aljamain Sterling, or if we see Amanda Lemos dethrone Zhang Wei Li in the co-main event?
1: Yeah, that that would be bigger, Micah.
0: You know what? If, if 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 Lee loses, I'll be surprised. If she loses, I'll be surprised. But I actually got it going the other way. I think that watching O'Malley win would be more surprising. Aljo, eight-fight win streak. He's about to encroach on nine. Yes, that one head kick. Yes, he was caught one time from Marlon Morais, but you learn when you touch the fire as a kid that the stove is hot, and that's what's made him so lethal. On the other side, Zhang Li is touchable. She lost two fights to Rose Nama Yunus. Amanda Lamoche has the gift of power on her side. O'Malley, a precision striker that can put it on you. But Lamoish has that one-punch factor that always wants to make that betting hand tingle that I think she's the more likely upset if we get a new world champion. Continue. Ian Gary giving you superstar vibes? Superstar vibes? He's out there talking the talk. He's got the, they're not pushing the event I'm the main event. This is a guy. He's not Conor McGregor, but you got that brashness. You got the confidence. You got him speaking his mind. 170-pound Irishman training out of South Florida. Ian Gary giving you those superstar vibes. I've been around him. I've questioned him. I've seen him get knocked down. And then when he got back up, I was like, oh, there might be a next level. Well, we'll see. That's all I'm going to say, Michael. Where does James Harden go? Ha I I, I wherever every little baby's on tour.
1: Well, James Harden's been everywhere. He was at the Crawford fight. But he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia.
0: He does not feel the brotherly love from Daryl Morey, and that's a fact. Well, here's the situation. Where do
1: you go? I mean, if I'm the Blazers, do I want Harden right now? Lillard wants out.
0: Then Embiid might have a shot at a ring. I, I don't think that... Harden's going to be any happier in Portland, and if you're Portland, why take on that kind of problem? Why not keep at least a Dame Lillard? If you believe he'll work with you, he'll work with you. James Harden has already said, I'm not going to show up to training camp. There's a fact that I would believe in that. You saw him on video. Let me repeat again. I will never. This may get to the point where they're finding him, and he's just giving back money. He feels that deceived From somebody that he was that close to. I wonder if the Knicks take a look at him. I don't think you mess up the Villanova connection that you're just currently making. I don't know if you need a guy that that is that ball dominant. Because fact or fiction, through these exhibition games, Jalen Brunson has been the most impressive member of Team USA in FIBA.
1: Yeah, he's been doing a fantastic job, Micah, and Interestingly enough, you look at a guy like James Harden, what's he getting paid, $56, $58
0: million. No, 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 we're, we're dropping that. He's like $31 million. That That's why he is so mad, because he opted in on his extension that was at a much lower number with a expectation of a renegotiation come this year, because that's what he was told last year. But they don't have to do that this year because he opted in last year, or he could have opted out and then this year have been a free agent. Good breakdown there.
1: Sell behind the glass. That was impressive.
0: Opt-ins and opt-outs. But it's also a weird option. It's almost an enigma to see the Mercury go from 45 points in one quarter to seven in the second.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing, Micah, because I'm still trying to opt-in.
0: At the end of the
1: day, the Las Vegas Aces, that's what I want to talk about. We'll get to the Mercury. We'll get to the Mercury. The Las Vegas Aces now have been blown out
0: twice by the Liberty. This is a rivalry. Big this time. This is budding and coming. This is Lakers-Celtics. This this is the two biggest franchises. They have collected the talent around the league, and now it's getting chippy. This has hit rivalry status. This is good for the WNBA. The, this is making it around. When you got Aja Wilson really want to get after it, when you have... Mike, what kind of security, actually? Fact or fiction, we need more security on sneakers. Sabrina Inescu's is getting I, robbed I in know. stadium. You, here's the thing. How man. are you going to steal the SI1s? Well, first of all, I, I don't get it. But I get it.
1: You know, she's arguably the best player in the WNBA.
0: Arguably. I think she has the most talent and is the brightest young prospect. Aja Wilson, best star Give the respect. She'll Argu- beat it Arguably. into Arguably. Arguably.
1: Okay. Now, those shoes are probably worth what? If you buy them at the shoe store, a couple hundred, 180, who knows, right? couple hundred, probably. Okay. And who? now you can say they were game-worn. Give her back her shoes. That's my
0: point. Why, why do people do that, Michael? You gotta be sad. You should be more happy. You you should have some candy. I you, you gotta be. You just be can't happier. do that to the best, arguably the best player in the WNBA. Best shooter for sure. Best shooter for sure. She wants to challenge Steph Curry. We saw what she did dazzled in the All-Star game in the three-point contest, leading the Liberty last year. Now you got second sting next to um. Stewie, and she looks great as the Liberty coming over from Seattle. This year has definitely been interesting. Uh, also interesting to see that Ronald Acuna Jr. might be losing the MVP to his teammate. Fact or fiction, Matt Olsen is now looking like the NL MVP.
1: Micah, you're, you're right on, on this one. Because what Acuna Jr.'s done, right? I love watching the Braves. 55 stolen bases. Because of Acuna Jr. Right? Kind of like I tell you, I watch the Baltimore Ravens because I like to watch Lamar Jackson. He's just spectacular when he plays. That's what I'm seeing out of Acuna Every single night the Braves are playing, I catch an inning or two.
0: But now we got the only guy that has more home runs than Shoho, Hatani, sharing that same diamond with Acuna. Matt Olsen is going to get the trophy, the dingers, the 42, the hitting. He is going to take that award away from his own teammate, and the Braves might shatter the record and set a record for a single team in home runs and possibly with number of players with over 30 home runs. And the Braves Stadium's awesome, Micah. It's awesome
1: down there in Atlanta.
0: Shout out to Scott Galletti. Uh He's told me about that. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you this.
0: No, the new one. The
1: one they just built. Yeah, I'm
0: talking about when he was just there, when he went last yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And the
1: Braves, Micah, if they don't win the World Series, it will be a huge disappointment.
0: That's how good they're playing. Well, fact or fiction... The Philadelphia Phillies are the biggest challenger in the NL to the Braves getting to that that's World Series. That's a fact. It's a fact. <gasps> really? That's a fact? Well, who, who would you say? 15-1 and one this month. Dodger blue. Whole new set of arms. Lance Lynn. You're not buying in on the recreated since the trade deadline. Dodgers like you did on the recreated at the trade deadline. Lakers? Well, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. You have to understand that. But the Phillies are hot right now. They got a depth of arms. And as soon as Trey Turner turns around, which I think he will, because you've never seen a city with a love affair for a player that just got there like this one. Well, and
1: what'd they do? Put up billboards already for him? They already did that. Yeah.
0: What do you make of Bryce Harper all of a sudden? You need a third baseman? I got that. And watch my arm on display. Hoo wee.
1: Here's the thing, Mike, about baseball.
0: We're talking about it.
1: Oh, one last thing about baseball, Mike. We're talking about it, so yeah, the Umps. If the Umps throw out anybody else in a game, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Did you see the manager who who reenacted the strike call? I think it was the Yankees manager. Yes, it, it was, it was Mr. Boone. Yes, but I'm tired of seeing these Umps throw out everybody.
0: Get the calls right, or this is why we're looking at robot Umps, and this is why you have. Angry managers, and you got to let them vocalize this because we understand your imperfection. But then to have the arrogance to want to turn it into animosity, like you're being attacked. Well, then why don't they feel attacked that you got the wrong call? And not just that, Micah. It's 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 baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr. We've got all the young talent. I don't even want to just single out one guy. The Reds are a whole t- story on their own. The Orioles are a whole story. On their own. Now you've got, like we said, the Dodgers come back to life. Max Serger is reborn with a trade in Texas. Baseball is faster. It's more entertaining. And look, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. And that's what counts. You're listening to Mike
1: Adams 2.0. Go to Apple and Spotify podcasts. The new hats. I, I haven't received a shipment. But when I do so. You get yours first.
0: Go ahead, Before Micah. we get going, I know there's another sport that you love and we haven't touched on, Uh-oh. and there's a BMW championship. Who are you liking? How's the field looking? I know Rory had a big day one, but what you thinking, Mike?
1: Here's the thing, Micah, when it comes to golf. I, shout out to the golf tournament. El Mesquite, incredible. They do great work. Bermuda's brothers
0: raising money for the, the University of New Mexico. Mike, when you were out there, did you play? I did. All right, so so we need the recap here. How how is how was your round? I I thought I was well. I mean, you know, the sun was bright, the clubs were tight,
1: and some of my shots went right. But <laughs> but other than
0: that, Micah, it's a great time. Are are you a, a putting master? Are you more <clears throat> a long guy off the tee? I know it's either the short game or the long game. Nobody has a good full game. I'll tell you what, Joe Neal can golf. Joe Neal's a heck of a golfer. Michael Maestas,
1: if you're listening, shout out to you. Can play the game of golf. My son had a nice round. And I, I would be right there, Micah. I had some great shots in my eyes. <laughs> Might not have been in everybody else.
0: But I, I thought I held mo. You had some great shots in your eyes. And for other shots, the sun was in your eyes. And I like that Those one. were you know so great. That was good. Now, we also got a shout-out before we get going. Josh Moreno, 3-0 in BKFC after last week. Shout-out, Josh Moreno. John Dotson, big things. Josh Moreno, big things. BKFC saying more big things to come to New Mexico, and we see our athletes performing well, showing out fight of the night, Gene Pedes versus Anthony Sanchez. Shout-out to those guys on that war. The Fighting Pedes
1: brothers out of Belen. Tough home brace. I, I I want the Fighting Pettis Brothers in studio. I've been trying to get this done, Micah, for how long?
0: We've been trying to get... They are busy, guys. that got day jobs. We might have to make a, a special one for this. We might have to go down to their gym. Live, on location, yeah. in Berlin, from Pettis Fighting Systems. We might have to set that up. Shout out Gene. I didn't know he was fighting them. Fight of the night, him and Anthony Sanchez went down. Unfortunately, Derek on the receiving end of the knockout of the night. But both guys coming out. And, hey, you even saw Derek put on display that first ever bare-knuckle title won by any New Mexico fighter, brought that out on his walkout. Sal, I have to ask you before we go. Was Micah Frankel signing autographs at the Bare Knuckles Fighting
1: Championship?
0: Oh, my God. I'm hearing yes, I was. And also, to let you guys know, I actually did take a couple photos. I had a couple kids come up to me and, hey, we see you on YouTube. I'm like, all right, cool. That was so weird. So is it Bryce Hall or Michael Frankel that you're following? Is yes, it's Bryce Hall. We're all following Bryce. But if I could get a couple of you over this way, it's at CagedMinds.com. MMA on Twitter and over there on the TikTok. We've got Cage Minds Combat Sports News on Facebook, at Cage Minds CSN, that's Combat Sports News, over on Instagram.
1: Michael Frankel. Look for his interview with Bryssel.
0: Got a little snippet up with him. We got a long one with Lorenzo. We're able to get backstage, be there at the press conference. So we got all that up on the YouTube channel. Bare knuckle, Mike. We tell you, it's an exciting sport, right? It's one of those adrenaline-based experiences. And not just that, Micah. catches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. At Mike Adams 2.0 on the Instagram. And that's where you can find the link in the bio to get to the merchandise as Mike keeps teasing us about this new hat release. I thought, I thought they were coming in, Sal. So I really did. I, I still like the old design. Well, that's the one I'm rocking right now. I thought I had to wear it one last time before you handed me the new one. Maybe I'm wearing it a couple more weeks, sounds I do like. like
1: that hat. That is a nice hat.
0: But Sal,
1: behind the glass, where does time fly? Somebody told me one time they threw a clock out the window just to watch time fly.
0: And they say time flies when you're having fun. I don't know how that one translated, though, clock out the window for fun. Uh, Flavor Flav wears
1: a clock, but he makes that clock look good. And not just that. He always knows what time it is. I've heard you say it's fight time. (laughs) Sal behind the glass, thank you, Joe. O'Neill the president, thank you. Micah, incredible work over the course of the past three weeks. You've been to Salt Lake City covering the UFC. You come back, you cover Diamond Boys Fight. From there you're at the BKFC. From there you're you're filling in last
0: week with Lorenzo Hunt. It's been a busy three weeks. It has been a busy three weeks. You're in Atlanta next week. I'm in Florida next week. Don't know if we got a show next week. We might not. Have actually be able to put that one together. No, we're for gonna, do you oh, gonna do it. You know why? Because sell behind the glass will make it happen. Uh, all right, but we are busy. I thought I, w- I was getting that day off. We will be on overtime. Uh, I'm hoping to catch a Braves game when I'm down there. I got my tickets. Yankees, Rays, Friday night, I will be there.
1: Michael Frankel, thank you. Sal, behind the glass, appreciate you. For Alyssa Ryan, Preston John, Michael, my name's Mike Adams. It's Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team.
0: Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.